0: Yo, we're here. It's Nate, it's Tim. No intro song because we don't have a fucking clue what we're talking about today. We uh, got a little thrown off on the time yesterday, so today we've decided to continue our podcast about nothing, and we hope you guys enjoy. What's up, Tim? The President
1: The president has taken two hours out of his busy schedule to entertain have, the masses, uh, Good afternoon, Mr. President.
0: Good afternoon to you, loyal subjects. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be, be about Donald's
0: fucking speed, you know. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> not nah, I, I don't know what to call you. That. Loyal
0: subject will do. <laughs> loyal subjects, we'll we'll go with that one. Right. Loyal subject sounds like a winner. I'm
1: we have the best loyal American.
0: subjects. The best. We have the best, we're the best at everything, the best.
1: It's going to be magnificent, it's going to be the best ever.
0: Yes. If you have but to ask questions as good. you don't already know.
1: But not as good as I must say. I was just as I we talked briefly off air. Um I yes. just was listening back to the Tim and Tom show. Um, I'll tell I'll me, where? Else. Well, but where <laughs> else are you going to hear uh somebody suggest that first off they should remake the Blade movie, but Paul Rubens should star as Blade. <laughs> with with um, Gilbert Gottfried in the Chris Christopherson role, you know, as the <laughs> aging mentor of Blade. That's what we came up with. Followed by Nate Bush,
0: Gilbert
1: Gottfried, in, a starring, in, his, in his starring role in the Michael Jackson story. As Michael Jackson. Come on! Complete. Complete with me attempting to hit the high-pitched dulcet tones of Michael Jackson and the great Tom Robinson doing your, or what has become, at least in the inner circle, known as your go-to line. I go-to. Here's the thing.
0: Here's Here's the
1: the thing. thing. And uh, something about uh, it being... It's a scary midnight, but somehow Tom managed to do that with an accent. I'm not <laughs> sure how, because
0: I can't do it. It's 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 impressive. I'll give him credit.
1: But it was fucking hilarious. Followed by a line that will go down in wide men can't jump history. Autumn, I lost one of my gloves. Where the hell's my glove? <laughs>
0: You're just oh, not gonna okay. hear
1: comedy like that anywhere else.
0: No, you can't find well, except that. Except maybe today,
1: anywhere. except maybe today, where where we could hit those comedic heights, which we can never be sure.
0: Maybe. But so maybe. check that
1: out, Tim and Tom show, forty minute mark. Check it out. You'll laugh or go <laughs> fucking. These two guys are fucking totally insane and never listen again. Right in the maybe middle probably. of a, what's supposed. Yeah, what's supposed to be a, a political show, right in the middle of a political show, we bust out the shticks because it's what we do hilarious. Oh, I also have some breaking news on the Tom Robinson front.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: Tom has in fact uh, given up his belly dancing career. Apparently he just That's doesn't have the abs for it. Yeah, he doesn't have <laughs> the abs for it apparently after much, even after all that hard work. But uh, he has now announced through his publicist that uh, he is going to be doing an album with rapper T.I. And they're <laughs> going to form a new super group called T.I.T.
0: <laughs>
1: so, look for look for that on uh, iTunes.
0: <laughs> Coming soon, huh?
1: Coming soon on iTunes.
0: <laughs> Tit. I, I, I checked that out. I, I don't even know what TI Definitely not at, what I expected.
1: That's going to be the album cover. There's going to be TI's big face, then a microphone simulating a dick, and then Tom's face. <laughs> then it'll be tit <laughs> I, I think it could be big
0: I heard TR was uh, I heard he was going to cover the new the uh, old Fleetwood Mac album Rumors uh, he was going to put that cover record out and it was going to be called Tumors so <laughs> 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 then make sure you check that out at a record you store know, near without,
1: without spelling what he's doing what, what his new career is going to be you can go your yeah. own way is actually pretty, pretty funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the don't chain kind of fits all, in, too, yeah, if you think about it. Don't
1: stop also fits, too, so. Yeah, yeah don't stop.
0: Some of those are good ones. Uh, if, he, if, he oh, can, if he can make Uh-oh. it the full. That, what? What's that,
1: Frank? Oh, shit, oh, Frank God. heard that. Oh, fuck. Frank, What? Frank has immediately sequestered himself in his room to work on the remake of uh, "Don't Stop"
0: by Tom Robinson. <laughs> 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 oh, great. oh, great! We got the we got the man from Flintstone.
1: <laughs> man from who, Flin Flon is back, ladies and gentlemen. He's uh, oh goodness! Finally, spent all the royalty money off of the ballad of Nate Bush. So
0: yeah. I'm glad he was able to oh, get him it, a four for four from Wendy's. That would have been about it.
1: Well, you know, he uh, no, no, no. We live in the land of uh, milk and honey up here. He got a oh, yeah. government grant to. He got a government grant to turn that into a, to a much music video. He got fifty thousand dollars, and I think he filmed it on his iPod in three minutes. So you know, he just took that money and uh, invested it until the bats blue and mostly Canadian. Um, he, he's been fine. <laughs>
0: Well, that sounds like something Frank would do.
1: So, speaking of music, now that we we got kind of yes. indirectly towards uh, Fleetwood Mac and that sort of thing, yes. if Nate Bush has to pick, what's what's Nate Bush's uh, favorite? Not genre, but uh, does, does Nate Bush like the rocker? Does Nate Bush like um. the uh, adult con- the adult contemporary? Or is, does Nate Bush like the uh, lover's lament of the ba- of the power ballad?
0: When it comes down to to music, I I kind of lean towards the um I've always been a rock guy, but I won't say that I like all rock music because I don't, because I think most modern rock music, especially everything now that's uh kind of a grunge rip off, you know, your Nickelbacks and and such. I I'm, I'm not a fan of that. But when it comes to just rock music in general, most of the time I that it.
1: Them are fighting words, right there, Mister. See, you like, like Nickelback? But the, well, see, <laughs> but there's the difference. But no, yes. Yeah, so, I mean first of all, they're Canadian. They're from Alberta, so of course, yeah, uh, they I, need like, I like Nickelback. But they, but, but that's the difference between like your generation and mine. You consider that being a ripoff of grunge, and I yes. consider that a throwback to the seventies.
0: I don't get a seventies vibe out of Nickelback, like at all
1: um depends on what nickelback you listen to they they have tried to especially recently their last i will agree with you their last two albums have sucked donkey cock they've been bad as he tried to go more uh what i would call grunge modern rock and that's not their thing and singing about uh world politics and all this sort of stuff is not their not their, not their stick and not their audience They should stick to uh, singing you know, songs about beer And long lost love and all that They do that a lot better,
0: in my opinion Man, just not a fan You can't be a fan of everything yeah, too, but... I don't
1: like Chad yeah,
0: Kroger I don't like Chad Kroger's voice Chad Kroger can be
1: a bit of a dick he be a bit of, uh, you know, yeah. Personally, he's a dick I've heard that yeah.
0: from many people so no, no yeah, argument uh, there. Never was a fan of him. So see, but I feel that
1: way about like the Nirvanas of the world, where I hear this this guy who becomes a becomes a, the, the biggest rock star in the world at least for a year or two anyway, and then mm-hmm. mopes about about I don't want to be famous. <laughs> when the fuck did you ever become a rock star, then you idiot? <laughs>
0: Kind of seems a little silly. Oh, uh,
1: I don't. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I just want to
0: be left alone.
1: Well, all right, but
0: you're in the wrong strange. line of work. Yeah, kind <laughs> of
1: strange career move there for a guy who just wanted to be left alone. Although perhaps knowing what we know now about mental health and those kinds of things, I'm going to guess uh, Mr. Cobain had some other issues that were. Um, maybe not quite as uh, rele- uh, not relevant, uh, that were, but people didn't realize. I mean, he obviously suffered from some
0: type of depression, I'm going to guess. Yeah, it seemed that way. Um, he, of course, the drug use did not help. No, either. and
1: uh, I'm going to guess that one morning when he woke up not stoned and saw Courtney Love when he was sober and probably went, oh, my God, what have I done?
0: That will that, that will wake a man up. Uh, <laughs>
1: <that book. laughs> yeah, I can't imagine the shock to the system there. Just, I don't know if there's enough coke in the world to to hide from that. But uh, uh, yeah, but, but the reason I was going there was uh, I, I've noticed, uh, and I, I don't know if because uh, I'm not really up on the modern scene anymore. I got to be honest. Um, okay. Most new music is just noise to me.
0: Um, a lot of it, yes.
1: Do is there is there actually does, does the ball, does the power ballad even exist anymore? Mm,
0: there's ballads, but it it almost seems like no, I would say no, um, because everything now is so electric and and not um, it's not um. It's, it's not musical instruments. Well definitely all,
1: definitely the format all, of the
0: power ballad would would
1: have changed. Where yeah, it would start off. Where it would start off. I mean off with, you still you know, have some good. you
0: still have some people that do rock music that that write a slow song, like of course Nickelback, uh, you know. Uh and they wrote a lot of songs that sounded exactly the same. So I mean and they released them as kinda of slow songs, but I don't know, the power ballad itself is kinda played itself out i suppose i was never huge into power ballads uh hair metal hair metal to me was okay some of it it just kind of got like everything else it oversaturated itself and became no, too big no,
1: yeah, no, no argument there I, I agree it got to where if you had long hair and could even remotely sing uh, you could make an album sort of uh, I would uh, I would relate it to uh, the late '90s, early 2000s. If you were a female singer uh, in country, yeah. If you if yeah. you were even remotely pretty and had a, even a half decent voice, yeah. Fuck it. What the hell? We'll take a shot. Maybe you'll, maybe it'll hit.
0: That's the thing with the music industry. The the music industry is one of those things where if something works, let's let's just do it until Beater it stops. To death let beat yeah, uh, uh, to and, quote to quote. Uh, uh, he's a one man show performer, comedian, Bo Burnham. We'll keep beating this dead horse till it quits spitting out money. Well,
1: uh, uh, that's how. Whenever brought, the money dries uh, up, when they quit. New
0: Kids in Sync, ninety eight degrees. Backstreet Boys, yeah, the, the boy band. And you can go back to the eighties. Well, it worked. But, I mean, we
1: know, all the power to them. It worked. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. They I mean hey, money. they're
0: making money. I mean, I don't, I don't blame they them maybe, at all. They're, they're making I don't know money. about 98
1: degrees. I, I don't know if they did as well. But Backstreet, In Sync, New Kids, those guys are all millionaires or should be,
0: and are very talented. Um, I they're talented. Uh, I will they're give you that they can singers.
1: probably all sing after
0: that i mean that was the thing no. they had to be able to sing that was that was all they had to do they had to be able to sing they had to look good and be able to sing that was the requirement
1: and then we we of course could start to break that up into okay um at least one of them can sing because there was always kind of a lead guy um yeah like new kids had uh, what, whichever of the night boys it was
0: nick lachey uh,
1: uh, no, he's a That's a ninety-eight degree Oh, did, guy. oh you
0: mean uh, Don, Donnie Wahlberg? Donnie Wahlberg?
1: No, they had one of the black-haired, one of the real pretty boys sang most of the lead. Oh, I, I don't know much about There were two brothers on New Kids. Then for for In Sync, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I imagine Timberlake was handling because uh, he actually can sing that kind of songs.
0: The I don't know, but the, R- all that one was that
1: one guy that could sing, and the rest of them
0: could all at least harmonize. Because you had to. The big argument with NSYNC point, was who was going to be the bigger star when NSYNC was over. Was it going to be Justin Timberlake or JC? And, and if you put your money yeah, well. on Justin Timberlake, you won. So. Oh, yeah.
1: Not only that, he's, he's married to a woman who has a smoking hot ass.
0: And don't forget, he's actually very talented. He's a good actor. He's a good you know, yeah, comedian. Yeah, he's on, uh... good
1: I would take him in the the movies. I I prefer him in the movies uh, as to a a singer myself, but he's got some good balls. uh... I think uh, uh, the music industry for me, what what I find uh, humorous is is if you could get people uh, alone where they knew, okay, my my answer will never be heard by anybody else, Uh, do I actually like uh, fill in the blank, whatever it is. Uh, a lot of times the answer would be yes. Uh, I would never tell my co-workers or my male friends or my wife that I really kind of like Taylor Swift. But that that, Taylor, that one Taylor Swift song, I kind of like it. And I sing along with it when I hear it in the car. And I hope I have the kids with me so I can turn it up a little bit without anybody really knowing it's, that I like it. That's how new kids a lot of people my age would swear up and down. Oh, fucking New Kids or or In Sync or whoever. Or New Kids on the or uh, what was the other one? Um, Backstreet Boys. Oh, I wouldn't give you a nickel to listen to the Backstreet Boys. And yet, surprisingly, for some reason, you know all their songs. Funny I, how I like works. the
0: Backstreet Boys. I like the Backstreet Boys and In I'll be the first to tell you. Never listen to New Kids that much, but Backstreet Boys, In Sync. Uh, like
1: New Kids is a little, um, little more Sherpy. For me, uh, yeah. the Backstreet Boys, they have, uh, I, I particularly like, um, what the hell is it called? So... Shit, now I can't remember the name of it. It's a little bit more of a serious, oh, I, I want it that way. Oh uh, I yeah, see, see, I don't mind that song for whatever reason. It's some, a good song. Somewhere in there, something about that song makes me tap my toe. I don't know what it is, but it does. So that one's on the list
0: of acceptables.
1: Then, yeah, I, don't I mind, that,
0: uh, uh, Larger than life's a that, good one. Um, the whole millennium I album is really good. One. Is that the like, I, one I think, Backstreet's back? No. That's Backstreet okay, Back I don't mind but, uh, that one larger than life is that makes you larger than life. Uh, yeah,
1: okay. I, I yeah, alright, all right, okay, no, I I got that. Yeah, no, those three if they came on, I wouldn't ask that you turn them down or off. And be okay, I can I can take these three.
0: Yeah, I mean I the backstreet on of hits and then that that millennium record that they put out was just huge. huge. Sold so many See copies. What?
1: See what I don't like about their music is for me there's no music. The music is a drum machine, uh, for the or yeah. may, or maybe a drummer like a, a track and that's and that's it. There's no there's nothing else to it. And that's the part of it that I don't like.
0: Yeah, you're not going to get a, a big emphasis on on the music part of things. Um, let me play a commercial here, quick, real time. We'll be right back. All right personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, all these things and more can be helped by New Law Office. Stephen P. New will fight for you and your rights. Mr. New, what is there to do if you're in an automobile accident? When car wrecks happen, insurance is always involved. Did you know that in West Virginia, We have the highest percentage of uninsured and underinsured motorists driving on our highways. That means that when you're in a car wreck, your attorney needs to know how to work with your insurance company to maximize the compensation that you'll receive. If you've been in a car wreck, call me, Stephen P. New. For your free consultation, call 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com. Stephen P. New. We'll fight for you to get you where you need to be. He's a proud sponsor of our program, and Mr. New is a stand-up national and local attorney. Stephen P. New, attorney at law. Answers to your legal questions. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave WowFreeCam.com is the number one cam site on the internet, and they are our gracious sponsors, and we want to invite you to check them out over at WowFreeCam.com. Anything you could imagine, and whatever you want is just one click away if you go to WowFreeCam.com. What's some of the things you could check out over on WowFreeCam.com? Motorboat? Play the motorboat? You motorboat son of a bitch, you old sailor, you. Or you could be into... Two chicks at the same time, man. Whatever it is that you're looking up for, wowfreecam.com will leave you with one reaction and one reaction only. You won't want to miss out all the fun going on at wowfreecam.com. So be sure to show them some love and go over. Hey, it's in the name. It's all free. Must be 18 or older to access the website. But make sure you get there as quick as you can to check out all the fun going on over at wowfreecam.com. Again, must be 18 or older to visit. All right, we're back. I never left. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a, a phone call come through, so I just went ahead and played some commercials. God damn that real life! Fuck that. Well, yeah, you got to answer your mom's phone calls, so damn yeah, straight. <laughs> yeah, when your mom I don't know calls. About you, you but off. my mom, my mom will not be too
1: pleased if I don't answer the phone when she calls.
0: Yeah, same with mine, especially when she actually had something important to talk about. No, well, and doubly so. Uh,
1: anyway, what were we talking about? Backstreet Boys. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah.
0: we were on uh, boy bands of the nineties. Yeah, boy bands of the nineties are definitely a, a
1: phase that is, uh, I think, maybe short of the retro has probably come to an end, at least for the time being.
0: Yeah, you, you see some of them occasionally. Uh, they they go well, on they reunion got like tours. A,
1: yeah had a little shot of like one direction gave it a go there for a bit, and they were, yeah, they, were fairly big for they were fairly big for a bit, but then they crashed and burned and <clears throat> I don't know that uh if if someone has taken up them the mantle of the boy band, they haven't made it into the national uh, uh psyche like those other ones did 'cause i I don't know what they are, so and you would hear about them somewhere, be it the yeah, movies it's very or, true. you know. They did a soundtrack or they, something. They would they would seep into pop culture and then that hasn't happened yet. So if there is one, I, I don't know what they would
0: be. Yeah, it almost seems like the boy bands now all form just to put out an album or two, and make a bunch of money, and then they all try a solo career. That seems to be the uh, that seems to be their end game. Well,
1: the, eventually, I guess uh, you know a lot of groups find out it's. Uh, there's only so much spotlight, and uh, eventually, whether they like it or not, uh, the press will um, shine it on one more than the others at at some point. And yeah, they always seem to, to do that. I mean, yeah,
0: that makes a bad feeling. That seems to be the uh, the way things go now. Uh, I mean, if you want to, you know, go and let's take a trip
1: down uh, memory lane. I mean, that's happened even to like girl groups. Uh, specifically, one that really comes to mind is well, two of them actually: the Bangles and uh, the Go Go's. Where
0: yeah, that, that's, uh, been, two, a, uh, that's where been a that's been a thing lead for singers. years.
1: Yeah, where the two lead singers didn't really ask for the extra press, but because they're the lead singers, and because they turned out to be the two cuter of the of the bands, or at least in the popular culture, cuter anyway. You know, the Bangles yeah. became. Uh, I can't even remember her name. Uh, uh, shit. The other one, the, the Go Go's, was Belinda Carlisle. Well, she became the the face of the Go Go's. Was Belinda Carlisle in the Go Go's? Okay. Well, the Go Go's didn't didn't care for that. And uh, the Bangles, I can't remember her name. Susanna, Susanna Hoffs. That was her name. She was a little dark haired thing, and it became nobody wanted to talk to the other girls in the band. They all wanted to talk to her because. She was the face. She was in the videos. She was what uh, you know. The public, when the public thought of the Bengals, they thought of her, right? And of course, yeah, that pisses off. That pisses off the other people. And then, at some point, unless you're a really uh, well grounded person, you start to buy into that hype a little bit and go, well, you know, I, I am the singer, and so I'm the sound. I uh, am the look on the videos. Uh, maybe I don't need the band. Maybe I can be a successful solo artist, and I guess Belinda Carlisle didn't do too bad on her own. Susanna Hoffs never, ever, never made a go of it, though. So
0: it's not easy to do. It, it's it's uh, kind of a uh, you're taking a leap of faith and betting on yourself when you do that. So well, not exactly in, in a band that I would recommend. Yeah,
1: in in a band unless you play all five instruments or four, or whatever, if you're a trio, whatever it is, unless you play them all, and you are the only songwriter and the only singer and all that, you're going to sound different. I mean, nobody wants to buy... Uh, Mick Jagger's a perfect example. People love the Rolling Stones. Nobody wants to hear Mick Jagger's solo stuff or Keith Richards' solo album. Nobody cares.
0: Same with or Joe Mary Perry Hughes. from Aerosmith, you
1: know? Yeah, so there's another one where he, I mean, he even left. Uh, him and, uh, I think I can't remember, either it was the guitar player or the drummer, one of the one of the two. The two of them actually left for a couple of years in the 80s. And, I mean, Aerosmith wasn't doing much either, but but either, they couldn't give away a record. Nobody cared. Who's, who's Joe Perry again? <laughs> no, he's that yeah, guy he's that right beside, that. you know, he's that guy that stands beside the guy we know. But nobody want to hear... Uh, I mean, he went and... Uh, Steven Tyler put out a, like a country album here not that long ago. Nobody. You know, people just don't want to hear it. Play the hits, please.
0: Yeah, it almost gets to the point where it's like... Okay, how long is long enough in music to say... Um, yeah, we're, we've played enough. This is long enough. Now it's time to... Uh, we don't need to release anything new... Everybody's heard everything we've well, we got. Now we can just tour and make a living off of our hit.
1: I guess when you go on tour and, and you still sell out and you haven't put out an album in ten years. <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. Like I mean A C D C puts out albums and then they tour. They do. Might take them three or might take 'em three or four years. Yeah, okay, but what uh I named two songs off the last album that they put out. Oh, Probably can't, nobody cares. Yeah, well I mean you're <laughs> nah. not a big AC, I mean you're not a big fan either. But I mean, I wouldn't, that would not be what got like me, them, but... A, right. But that would not be what got you to buy a ticket to go see any more than Fleetwood Mac. If you were going to go see yeah. Fleetwood Mac, you're not going, you're not going to see them because they put out a new album. You're going to see yeah, them and hear the true. songs that you, that you know. Now you may like the new album, but that's not your, that's not what's driving ticket sales. It's, you know, go here, don't stop and Rihanna, and all them things, you know, all the, whatever it was that you liked back when they were huge. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that makes what sense. Um, and then, Same too, with, I, uh, I guess, technology has made it able for them to for older bands to fudge with the sound, if they have to, so that it can still sound decent. Um,
0: well, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, because, be, vocal, be honest... Vocal Vocally, you can kind of you can lose it over the years. That's something, especially these these hard partying musicians. Well, yeah. They they lose well, it vocally, but nah, when it comes expect, to uh, when good. it comes to musically and being able to play their instrument, most of these guys still have it. They can still rock. Well, it's your job. I mean, how? I mean,
1: I don't know what your father did for a living, but I'm, unless you know, or most people anyway, whatever it was they did for a living, they could do till they retired. It wasn't suddenly that you couldn't, or or that was the reason they retired, was because they couldn't do it anymore. But I mean, there are people I know that, uh, I don't know, you know, a doctor's a doctor until he's 70, or until he's had enough, or, you know, or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be. I mean, as long as your brain, I guess, like for a musician, as long as arthritis doesn't get you, since you can still move your fingers, because it's pretty hard to play guitar or drum without uh, hands that are functioning pretty well. Um other yeah. than that, I mean a lot of bands these days they don't you know, it's not be, being on stage isn't hard. They just stand there. You know, they're not running around, they're or, or uh, you know, the pyro the pyro has kinda of left the, the rock scene. There's not that much of that anymore. It's just lights. Um, and the stages they're, you know, back in the you're maybe not old enough to you weren't around when it was happening, but there was a time when, you know, the stage had to be bigger and Beggar and Beggar and guys like uh, uh, Freddie Mercury or even uh, John Bon Jovi, the guy from ACDC. You know they had to have an acre and a half of stage to run around on because it was part of the performance. But yeah. now it's not because it's, it's you know, Let's make the stage smaller so we can cram another. <laughs> we can maybe get another three four hundred seats in that baby. <laughs> that's that's another ten thousand dollars. <laughs> it's the money drives that, You know. Money drives yeah, money, everything
0: now. Tours. Money drives tours it. And then, if the, don't forget, the smaller the stage, the uh, better off you are when it comes to touring. You can play smaller venues.
1: Yes, and sound is sound is better. Um, set up and tear down is easier. You know, you're not, you know, for every foot of less of stage, there's that much less footing of wiring and lighting and sound equipment and, all the rest, and it's easier. You don't need as big a crew, saving more money. You know, uh, back in the 70s and 80s, touring, there was no money in that. You did it to sell albums, and now it's the other way around. Touring is where the money yeah. is. Albums is, well, if you get lucky and you sell some, uh, VIP, um you might make some money on uh, if you're a big enough artist um, on digital sales. Uh, you know, if you're a Taylor Swift or a Beyonce or somebody like that, or a you know Ed Sheeran or somebody like that, you you make your, some money there. But money's in ticket sales. Where I mean, I when I went to my first rock concert was uh, and you actually would know probably these two groups, Loverboy and Brian Adams. Uh, I
0: do. I know. I, I know me some Loverboy. Turn me loose and uh, work working right. the weekend.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the first group I ever saw in a live setting. The ticket for that was $8. Yeah, I've heard that ticket prices
0: have gotten 80. outrageous, of course.
1: You know, that was 1980, but but still, it was $8. You couldn't go see Loverboy right now, and they're washed up, and 50, 60 years old, it would cost you 50 bucks to see him in a club easily because they got name recognition here still. Although, like I said, nationally and worldwide washed up. But, I mean, I saw... Uh, what the hell did they have coming here? I can't remember. It was some kind of rap group, though. And the tickets are $120. And I'm like, who in the fuck would... Be? I wouldn't pay $120 to go see anybody.
0: Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment on that. But you're,
1: young, but, you're, but you're younger. I mean, I would have... Th- I mean, I did. I spent... Uh, I think I spent $150 to see Kiss uh, when they can, can put back the makeup on, and whatever that was, 96 or 97, something like that, just before the millennium. But I wouldn't do it now. It's just not enough there, for the, not enough bang for the buck, and going to the show is not what it used to be, and it's more hassle now than it is <laughs> fun. But for you youngers, yeah, I mean, if it's a group you really love, and you may never get to see again. Yeah, nothing wrong with spending that money. Yeah,
0: I, I, I paid I paid about a hundred and twenty dollars to see Rush. But of course that's you know bucket list band. That's you know, it's the band I've wanted to see since I was a kid. So, you know, I, I didn't think twice about it. I just did it.
1: I just uh I just watched an interview not that long ago, about two days ago with the drummer and it made Neil? me sad. It made me sad. Yeah. And I'm not a Rush fan, and it still made me sad to hear him say that I just uh, uh, I'm fucking up. We had to quit because I'm fucking up way too much. I can't do it.
0: <laughs> Could have fooled me? <laughs> uh,
1: well, he uh, he. Uh, well, his basic response was, uh, you know, in concert, it's loud enough, and everybody's having fun and that, and they just you just don't hear it. It's there, but you just you're oblivious to it. But he knows it's there. They said, in the studio, if you wanted me to go back in and re-record some of our old songs and I had to play those parts again, you would be embarrassed for me because I just can't do it. I'm just too old. I just cannot. My hands and arms will just not move to those places anymore. They just won't. So, And at least they were nice enough guys. And I'll give them credit for this because a lot of bands would have, and hopefully they don't succumb. They were nice enough to go, okay, you can't do it anymore, fuck it, we're done. We don't need the money. Nobody needs to, well, to be yeah, doing I that. mean
0: even they've admitted They I mean they've admitted well, yeah, a lot of, they've admitted they don't need to. They they do it to support the albums that they've released because they released an album right up until the end.
1: Yeah, well I mean I'm sure they I mean don't get me wrong, I'm sure the guys in Rush like money. But Oh yeah. a lot a lot of bands would have went, well uh, our long-time drummer can't do this anymore. Sure, we have replaced him with his best friend or his son or our friend from another supergroup you might recognize, or whatever the case may be. And we're just going to continue on until nobody wants to see us anymore or we die. And I I applaud. I mean, it's one of the few things about, about Rush where I will applaud. I give them full marks for going, no, we're done. That's it. Enough. We don't want to do this with anybody else. Unlike most rock groups, who, like I said, will just replace whoever. and Like, I was appalled to hear that uh, Fleetwood Mac had uh, replaced uh, Lindsey Buckingham with uh, Tim Finn. So I'm like, you're yeah. kidding me. Well,
0: it's the same like, with ACDC replacing Brian Johnson with Axl Rose. That's blasphemy. Yeah, that
1: don't work. In both directions. Not only should ACDC not have him, Guns N' Roses fans should be rolling over in their graves that he's got time to go do that for all the shitting he did on them over the last 15 or 20 years, you know, becoming the Red Blues. Well, no,
0: nobody should really panic because as long as Guns N' Roses isn't releasing music, I think we should all be happy about that.
1: Well, I will, I will argue somewhat that their first album was pretty groundbreaking whether you like it or not it did go in a few places that hadn't hadn't been gone or hadn't been gone very well um after that though they what well, I don't really know they didn't really do anything else
0: like I think Appetite for Destruction's a I think Appetite for Destruction's a it's good, a good album, album but I don't it's a good I don't album. think it's the groundbreaking album that everyone thinks it is like I think it's good but like to me their best song is November Rain and well, yeah, but it, it survived I just grunge. I can't stand Axl Rose. Yeah,
1: it survived grunge, though, and that's why it gets that label. Because it came out, what,
0: yeah. I think,
1: 88?
0: It came out before it grunge. Uh, right, but, it was, but they it survived. Was it, didn't the it, was supposedly, it was basically the, the nail in the coffin of hair metal was what it was called, because it was different.
1: Goddamn Nirvana, that bastard!
0: It's a good thing he's dead. I'm killing myself. Uh, you know, I like Nirvana. Maybe I'm
1: weird, but I like them. Well, no, see, but but it's a big, it's because it, it's no different than if you were um, 65 or 70 years old and grew up on 60s, you know, British Invasion and all that, and then hear Hair Bands and go, I don't like this shit. What is this shit? 'Cause I mean that killed that did kill that genre off to some extent. And it's just this, I mean, every generation has their their tunage. That's how it should be. Um, yeah. I don't really think you shouldn't be a big fan of you know, what was relevant to me when I was twenty shouldn't be relevant to you when you were twenty if that's thirty years ago. You know, I mean that that just seems logical to me that um just like what's popular now you don't like. Very much of, and I don't like it all because I can't, I don't understand it. I don't get where (laughs) the well, it doesn't do anything for me, it doesn't speak to me. Trust me, it doesn't do much for me either. You know, you put on any black dance music, and I go, okay, I mean, I, all right, I see why you, uh, um, how you can dance to it, I guess, but this music was not written for me or aimed at me. I'm not the target audience of this. Um, I can't understand half of what they're saying, especially in rap mode. Um, and then again, I'm because I'm a product of the late 70s, early 80s, I want drums and guitars. And today's music doesn't have drums and guitars. And if it does, it's very much a background.
0: Thing. And I'm about that's to it. say, like most, most, uh, most modern music now is not even about instruments. It's about, and, and this is what kills me: is is people call it. I love the beat. Oh, I just love the beat that it has. The beat. I'm like, no, motherfucker, you don't. Because I'm a drummer. If I stay here and just played the beat, you would hate it. You would call it noise. You would say, "Where's everything else? It's not the beat you like. It's the melody." It's the hook. The music Ooh, that they you know, make would, does have a yeah. hook. It has a hook. What to I it. would
1: call the mix. And,
0: yeah, or the mix, or whatever. But it's not the beat that you like. It's got a good beat. Everything well, almost everything that has music has a beat or a legitimately good beat. I can say here yeah, and go. If you stripped. If you took. A, see, I have a, a soundboard. That's a beat. You know, took, it's, it's uh, not. I don't beats. know.
1: What's a big song? I'll take a Justin Bieber song. If you were to take whatever music track is there, which isn't much of one, and were to bust it up into its individual tracks and play those tracks, you would be bored stiff. You would go, "What is this?" Because you would have <respondlime> on one and whatever the drum, you know, whatever it was, you'd have that and that's pretty much it there wouldn't be anything else there because there's no guitars um there's no bass line there's no rhythm guitar line cuz that isn't part of that music which i mean i guess if that's yeah, what people you have like about that,
0: you have a drum track and you have probably a click track to keep the drummer on beat other than that it's uh not all pretty that's... and plus each drum track is is uploaded at least nowadays is uploaded with each drum has each has an individual track in itself, no matter what it is. Yeah, be. and, that, and, you and, you and on top of over, it,
1: overheads. That wasn't laid down by a drummer either. That was just somebody sitting in front of a computer, hitting the button, and going, "Okay, I, do I like that? You know, not unlike some of the, uh, like my track for my show before you changed it, was just me, uh, hitting buttons on a record on a recording." program. It wasn't me drumming or it's, playing
0: guitar. It's now the official Tim and Tom song now.
1: right. I mean that but that that is all electronically done in a twenty minutes by me fucking around at a soundboard. I can't play a lick of music and I would imagine that most that's how most stuff is recorded these days. Because they're not really musicians. They're
0: just singers. Yeah, yeah, and now most the of them moment, don't even the have part. to be able to sing. A lot of them don't even have Gale, to be able to sing. They now auto-tune all, the shit auto-tune out of that. And, mm. Yeah, just auto-tune A everything. And music I mean, have you ever has heard become... that,
1: uh, that video of Britney Spears when she's in Vegas practicing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody flips, off, somebody flips off the backtrack, and she's still singing, and it's, holy Jesus. <laughs> somebody, somebody quit killing that cat.
0: Well, it's uh, it's become a thing it's now where very good. appearance, it's all about appearance. Well, appearance is what matters. I mean,
1: let's be honest. When when that video came out, I mean, she wasn't that old, but I looked at that video and went, "Where was that girl when I was in high school?" Because boy, would I like to,
0: I like to <laughs> hit that one more
1: time. You betcha. You know, I mean, let's be honest. And every boy under twenty-five looked at that thing and went, "My God." I mean, it wasn't nobody cared what she was singing. No, well, we did. I must confess. Oh, yeah, you confess, you bitch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it of was course all they stick, in a, of,
0: they stick her in a schoolgirl outfit with ponytails, yeah. With,
1: I mean, uh, pigtail. Tell me, that was I know there used to be a spoof video of it on um, uh, Mad TV. Where that that Foxes shot at Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I, don't know if I love you remember. and it these. was, and it was uh, spank my baby back behind, <laughs> and then she, and then she <laughs> sang it's, instead of oh baby baby, it was oh daddy daddy, because there had been some rumors running around that her, that's why her father was no longer in the picture. There had been some um, accusations of uh, molestation back in the day, which mustn't have been true because her dad looks after her career now. So. Or if they were true, she didn't have a problem with it. But anyway, yeah, you can find it. If you you type in, like, baby back behind in YouTube, it'll come up, and you'll laugh. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're going to laugh, period, because Mad TV was great stuff, man. Mad TV was awesome. Oh, I
1: didn't mind Mad TV. I
0: did you think it was a nice Before we get back to music, let's, let's talk a little Mad TV. Did you have a favorite sketch or a favorite... Uh, anything like that. There were some good ones.
1: I always got a kick out of anything that Nicole Sullivan and the black woman whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, when they were in a skit together, it was usually pretty funny. And I don't know man. what ever happened to Nicole Sullivan. I. And the kid who acted like he was retarded, Stuart, oh, his name was. Stewie? Something like that. Stewie. That was a pretty funny bit. Stewie. <laughs>
0: ben, Stewie ben, was uh, funny. Ben,
1: ben, ben. I
0: liked. Uh, I was a huge fan of Coach Hans. I thought Coach Hans was brilliant. I loved Coach Hans. Do you remember Coach Hans?
1: That's not ringing a bell with me.
0: Uh, it was the really tall dude. He wore really short shorts. He was like a gym teacher, and he had a really big mustache. And I forget who played him. Oh my god! He used to make I laughed my ass off at that. But I think yeah, my no, they, all-time favorite... Go ahead.
1: Because they used to go... Uh, Saturday Night Live was was would make political jokes, but they were kind of the slapstick type of variety, whereas Mad TV was not afraid to go into those uncomfortable spots to make a joke. Like that TV, that show could not exist on TV right now. There's no way.
0: No, no, he couldn't. Um
1: well, the one that,
0: another skit that I really liked was um shit. Oh, it was um Kenny Rogers. When Will Sasso did his Kenny Rogers impression. And he was <laughs> Kenny Rogers and he was Kenny Rogers on Jackass. Oh my god. I I still watch that on YouTube. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: Hi, I'm Kenny Rogers. This is Jackass. I, I always got so a kick funny. out of Kenny Rogers. Psychic
0: Friends Hotline. Psychic <laughs> Friends Hotline was good, and then the Kenny Rogers Ice Cream Parlor. Kenny's yeah, Ice Cream wasn't Parlor. Yeah, I love that. either. <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Hi, I'm Kenny uh, Rogers. The, but that's just, mm-hmm. I like ice funny. cream.
1: You know, they they just said. went okay. We're gonna fucking. We're gonna shit he all over just, Kenny Rogers.
0: And we're still do doing. It. We don't care. He said Kenny Rogers, just like Mama used to make. Only now we use machines, so Mama's arm don't get tired. Uh, broo, 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 broo. <laughs> it's yeah, it's no, they it's were. Uh,
1: <laughs> they they weren't afraid to. You know, Saturday Night Live at some points during the career that show would push the envelope, and then there was years when it just totally sucked. Mad TV, even when it sucked, they were at least trying to go places. Where other people wouldn't go, Kenny Rogers gets a testicular examination. You gotta know when to hold them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got to know when to hold them. Know <laughs> when to hold
1: them. Yeah, which is pretty fucking funny if you, you know. Okay, if you gotta know Kenny Rogers for that to be funny, but. I mean, I saw that. I know they had to... The, Kiss was on that show once or twice, and they they beat the shit out of Michael Jackson, which was funny to me anyway. Yeah, uh, Mad TV. Yeah, uh, one of those things gone days gone by.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was a good one. It was a good one. But yeah, I um, didn't mind that show. But anyway, you, you speak you speak of music again. With Kiss, I know you're a big Kiss fan. Uh, I, I like am, Kiss. I'm not. I'm not the biggest big Kiss fan in the
1: world. But I am not a buyer into the merchandise and that part of the Kiss empire. Um, I like the music of theirs that I like. I like, but I never bought into the whole, you know, the Kiss army and all this it was okay. That's nice, but you don't need my money for that. Thanks anyway. And I'm not above saying Gene Simmons is a fucking money-hungry shill who would do anything if it made him a dollar. Like, they're not. uh, uh, I'm not to the point where they can do no wrong and are uh, godlike figures in my life. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, I understand. Uh, I always like Kiss. I thought they got a bad rap for... um all the hate that they got for doing I Was Made For Loving You. I always thought that song was awesome, and they they caught so much shit well, over that song. I never understood it.
1: Well, because their, their fan base initially was, you know, 14 to 25-year-old men in 1975, 76, let's say. So by the time 1980 rolls around... Those guys are, you know, 25 and 30, 20 to 35, maybe, something like that. And disco, well, disco's another thing where everybody, oh, fucking disco, that blows. And yet, you know, everybody knows the song. Everybody can sing all kinds of songs from the disco era. So it, it couldn't have been hated that much. It's just one of those guilty pleasures that uh, people don't like to admit that they, actually liked but it went against it went against their fan base that was why they took shit to as far as the song goes yeah i, I love, love the, the song.
0: song either it's catchy but and it, that baseline gene that's one of gene's best baselines as far as i'm concerned um i always thought that
1: they were they were never given enough credit for their musicianship not that they're great great musicians but their singing and songwriting is actually not anywhere near as cheesy as what uh, people would have you believe. because they take shit for the makeup, you know that that puts them in a in a different place before you even hear anything. I could play very many songs off of very many Kiss albums, and you would go, "Who's that?" I mean, well, that's Kiss. Well, no, it's not. Well, yeah, no, it is. You just this this stuff never ever got to radio or popular culture because it got buried because it's on a KISS album. Yeah, get, I mean... You, should. You, for instance, would probably love the Carnival of Souls album, because it's a grunge album.
0: It I can't ever like, really listen to it.
1: Oh, sounds nothing like uh, any KISS music you'd ever hear. But, now, of course, that's not what KISS fans wanted to hear, either.
0: So that album quickly...
1: a <laughs> uh, was taken out
0: in the shed. That's and, one thing... Sh- and that's one thing sure I like is. about Rush, and that, that's why I like Rush fans, is Rush fans never cared that Rush tried new things. Whereas a lot of other fans, they want the same record come over and over and over. And that's why I'm like, you know what, well, let the band try new things. Let them, well, if they fall flat on the five. But
1: That was always the thing, though, was that they didn't sound the same, like even inside of their own albums they They kind of will not travel widely, but they will travel a bit whereas if you put out you know there's never been an a c d c album that didn't sound like a c d c not one maybe you put yeah, you put an a c d c album on and in and in ten seconds you could hear this is AC/DC. I mean maybe, maybe don't know which song it is, but I can tell this is them. They got that same growly underbeat for every song, but I mean it worked for them too. So you can't blame them for doing it. But
0: yeah, I get
1: that. And they're about the only I band know. I can think of off the top of my head that doesn't have a ballad.
0: Yeah, they really don't. Name... Unless you count the Jack. I mean, and that's the that's slowest not really a song
1: I can think of is the Jack, and that's hardly a ballad.
0: <laughs> Very much not I, a ballad. I, I,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if they have one. It's buried somewhere on a record that I don't know about because I've never heard one.
0: Neither have I.
1: But then their band, you know, I don't know that they could even do one.
0: That's the thing. So the old gay. joke is ACDC just plays the same four chords over and over again, just in different well, succession.
1: they do, but, um, you know, the back, the back argument of that is, one of the biggest, one of the biggest selling groups in the history of the world.
0: So, no, I'm not knocking know. them for it. I mean, they've made enough money I doing mean, it mu-
1: musically. Okay, maybe not very challenging. Uh, you know, if that's what you're, in, you know, if you're a, if you're a no, fan of music, except for it's...
0: Angus's, except for Angus's guitar work, uh, he, uh, he's quite the guitar player.
1: Right, but there's nothing about it. There's nothing groundbreaking about it. He's good.
0: No, I mean well, yeah, he's not he, changing
1: the world with it, but he's damn good. You know, he never he never came up with you know tapping or, you know, something or Jimi Hendrix kind of stuff or whatever we might be talking about. But yeah, no, yeah. he's good, and I I would I would uh, say that a lot of guys could not run around and play like he does.
0: Yeah, he's that got, that got that a motor on him. He of, can go. Well, even, he just, doesn't stop. even
1: when he doesn't run, run just moving around on stage and playing an instrument at the same time is not as easy as it looks.
0: Oh, you're telling me! Damn it! You no, know,
1: uh, any more than like yeah, like I said. I mean, drumming. Okay, well, I know we oh. can hear people right now. Well, how hard can it be? You're just moving your hands. Wow! Well, <laughs> no, yeah, and your feet, and your feet, and your legs, and uh, you know what? Sit back there and give it a try for. Uh, go go go! drum a high-tempo song, a high-tempo rock song. Give it a go. See what you're doing.
0: Give, the Ramones cre- give those Ramone guys credit. They they went, and they, they played fast.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, being on stage for, like, the drummer for ACDC has got to be a, a machine because he's not getting any breaks back there. None.
0: He, he's, on, uh, he's on what we like to call cocaine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Might be, because, like I said, you're not getting any... I mean, they don't have a whole lot of... Mind you, I don't, I, maybe the drumming's not terribly complicated. But well, that doesn't, that,
0: just because it's not complicated doesn't mean you don't have to have stamina.
1: But, but you still... I mean, the beat is still there, so you still got to hammer them skins one way or the other, so yeah it's a, I think it's another one of those it's it's like being a, a tradesman or anything like that when you watch somebody do it it doesn't look that hard and the better they are at it the easier it looks but in reality yeah. <laughs> like I mean pick up a paintbrush you know you think painting the wall is easy well you just, you know, you just put the roller in the tray and put the paint on the wall how hard can it be yeah. <laughs> go go give it a try I'll pass. I go know how a, hard painting is. Go a wall give it a, a try, and then sh- send me a picture of what your masterpiece wall looks like when you're done. <laughs> and then yeah, we'll, I'll pass. We'll know how hard it re- how hard it really is.
0: Yeah, Well all those things are been like there, that. done that. I'll pass. Thank you. You get you
1: get better at those things by doing them lots, and learning the secrets of not probably unlike musicianship, where there are probably some. Uh, I can't even remember who that was. He was a drummer, and that was one of the ways he he rested during concerts, during his fills. Instead of, instead of playing three notes during his fills, he would only play two, and nobody really noticed, but he sure did over the length of a concert, that he was taking one less. You know.
0: Well, you take uh, one less. You take one less hit than your. Uh... <laughs> You're also times, doing, times yeah, you know, hundred, you know, or whatever. Or whatever that's a yeah. hundred or forty or whatever less, less beats you've played, and that and that's a lot of energy. I would say. No, actually, oh, it it is. Is. trust but me.
1: Actually, I, now that I think about it, it actually was. It's the guy it was the guy from ACDC, the the yeah. second guy. They've had two drummers because he's like. Well, uh, they've had more than two. two they've had.
0: They've had a bunch.
1: Three. They've had three. They had one, and then the other guy, yeah, the other two guys that. have. No, I, the, the other guys have been in and out at least once or twice, though.
0: Mm, Phil Rudd's been I, in that group I honestly at least did, two or I, three honestly times. Think, I honestly think they've had more than two.
1: Well, they've had Phil Rudd, Chris Slade, for sure. Those are the two big
0: ones. Yeah, those
1: are not And I think they had one more at, I want to say Simon Wright was his name.
0: And that's the Let only me ones look I
1: know. You look, me look I, 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 I can only think of three. Unless they had one at the very beginning that uh, that was uh, replaced. Because
0: I thought they changed drummers a lot.
1: Well, except Phil Rudd has been in and out of the band at least two or three times.
0: Well, he he he's, he's in jail in now, I believe, got, isn't he?
1: Uh I don't know if he ever went to jail or not, but I think he was under house arrest at the very least.
0: He got in some shit, I know that. Let's see here. Uh well Malcolm's dead. Let's see here. Colin Burns. Ron Carpenter, uh, Noel Taylor, uh Tony Tony Currenti, Phil Rudd.
1: Uh
0: the okay, but
1: are all, those are and all Chris back Slade.
0: before they ever did anything. And Chris Slade. Yeah, Chris
1: Slade, so is the, there's uh, your, Chris Slade is the bald guy.
0: Yeah. So is they're here, they're Colin Burgess was the drummer from 73 to 74. Okay, Ron so Tarvin and Noel did. Taylor was 74. Then Peter before Klatt was 74 to 75. Then Tony Carrente was 74 to 75 on drums. Then Phil Rudd was 75 to 83. 75 to 83 and then 94 to 2015. Then... They have a different drummer every five minutes. And then Chris Slade was 89 to 94 and 2015 to now. So, yeah.
1: Because Phil Rudd is on the first... uh, I believe is on the first album.
0: So those other guys must have been... uh, Colin Burgess was on can i sit next to you girl from 1974 ron carpenter and noel taylor were only on live performances peter clack played drums on high voltage tony corrente played okay, on okay. high voltage tnt high you see high voltage tnt 74 jailbreak uh jailbreak. Yeah. phil Rudd was on all acdc releases from tnt to flick of the switch and from ball breaker to rocker bus and fly on the wall, who made who, and blow up your video with Simon Wright, and then this was Razor's Edge Live. Okay. And big
1: now I now I know why because none of those albums came out in North America. The first album that actually came out in North America was Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Okay. Um, the other, the first ones, High Voltage and TNT were only released in Australia, and then were. Re-released in America after after, after they, they hit got it a little big. bit, yeah, after they hit it a little bit. Um, okay, that makes sense. And most bands do uh, when uh, when they first get a record deal, a lot of bands do go through some uh, membership changes because it turns out that somebody, while might be a decent musician, is not good enough in the recording area of things and needs to be replaced. Or they that don't, is, don't like traveling.
0: Happens. A lot of groups have uh, have members or who don't somebody like to gives travel. up, Yeah,
1: and says I'm not doing this. Yeah, no, that's true too.
0: So it just depends. All right, let, let me uh, let me ask you a question. This is uh, since we've been talking music this whole time. What is your who you? Let's see. We let, let's go ahead and let's be let's be a lame podcast and let's see if we can come up with a top five here. That sound fun. A top the top five. 5. Who would be uh, your um, top 5? I'm not going to say gonna best. Be I'm going to say your favorite. So, not that's best, but be your tough. favorite guitar players. Mm. Top 5 favorite guitar. Guitar
1: players. players. Oh boy. Um uh, okay. Number 1 is easy. That's Brian May from Queen. That's not even close. Uh, okay. Any man who any man who builds his own guitar? and builds it so well that forty five years later he's still playing the same fucking guitar and uh it still works. He's a fucking mad genius in my book. And
0: uh I can't argue and that then,
1: I mean, and then listen to a Queen album and that's really all you it's know, pretty much all you need to know. Uh, uh and and could play anything. You know, Queen Queen is not just a rock band, they do ballads, they do, you know, crazy shit, Bohemian rhapsody, all that stuff. Uh, can play it all. Can play all the genres. Uh, Post-Queen went on tour with a fucking opera singer and played electric guitar to an opera singer. You know, not much the guy can't do. And he's an old man now and can still play the shit out of that thing. So, yeah, Brian May, number one. Uh, boy. After that shit gets picky. Because I like the guitar. But I'm kind of one of those people that actually finds the rhythm guitar parts more pleasing than the solos a lot, if that makes sense. Because the rhythm guitar okay. is always the one that gets that plays the guts. Like in ACDC, uh, I mean, uh, departed Malcolm Young is the guy who's playing the green, the gutty bassier parts of the guitar lines uh, during most of the songs. Angus really isn't doing that much, till the solo comes, and then of course then he's going crazy. But 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 during the 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 driving parts of most songs is actually a rhythm guitar player if the band has one, which not all bands do. Um, That being said, um, oh boy, that's yeah, that's I'm in trouble.
0: Why do you think? Because I like. I'll let you think yeah, 'cause it. I like uh, them. So.
1: I like a lot of them, but uh, to pull out favorites. Uh okay, I I can give you one more. The guy from Boston is an extremely okay. good, uh Tom Tom Scholz is an extremely good guitar player that uh that I can admire his his work on just about anything they've ever done. That'd be that'd be that'd be in the top five anyway.
0: Um, yeah, I mean he's uh, he's quite the he's quite the guitar player.
1: Well, so uh, and did it all. Another one who could play leads, could play rhythms, um, and let's you know Boston is a kind of group that I mean you either love them or don't get it at all. But the total, if you like them, you know they're another band. It's not hard to tell if it's a group if that's a Boston song or not.
0: They kind of no, you can pick song. it out usually by the by the opening guitar lick. You yeah, can they've got that bound know.
1: that's hard to uh, hard to misplace as anybody else's. Uh, let's see, um, you because know, rock. To be honest, rock guitar players there's there's a there's a hundred of them. You know, there's you know the, the guys from Def Leppard are both good, good guitar players. Um, name a hair band. Most of them have pretty good guitar players, but top five. Like I, I like uh, the guy who plays for Kiss is a good guitar player, but I wouldn't say he would be a Ace top Freely? Five. Yeah, I mean, no, no time soon is he a top five guitar player though.
0: Well, I'm not saying who do you think is the best. I'm saying who are your favorite. Oh well, no, even for but no, but even for me, I,
1: I I wouldn't put him in my top five. Because uh, that's not. Um, it's really only one. One sound, really, yeah, uh, you know, same with Ang- same with Ang- with with Angus, I mean okay, is, is AC t- yeah I mean he's good at that, but that's all he's ever done, so I don't know if uh, uh I mean, I've never heard him ever play an acoustic, so not saying he can't, but never heard it, so. You know, uh, okay, all right. I mean, I don't know how I ever forgot. I mean, Eddie Van Halen has to be on the list.
0: God, clearly.
1: And I like that. And I like Van Halen. So, well, it's a different, uh, especially the, the the their very first couple of albums. Nobody was sounding like that. No one. He was doing things. No, in no! The nobody could
0: that, at the time.
1: Yeah, he was doing things in the studio that nobody could or that anyone had thought of. You know, that's, I'm just going to turn this up here and tap this thing. Holy shit, that sounded pretty cool. And then if I do this, whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty cool sound. And so I mean, I'll give, uh, I'll put him on the list. Um, and then we got we got a bunch of you know kind of. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughn, while I'm not a big fan of that music, is still a good guitar player uh, uh the guy from uh he's dead the blind guy uh, what was his name Jeff Healy, I don't know if you know him or
0: not oh yeah, Jeff was great,
1: okay, see, I mean he was a great guitar player, not even throwing in the blind thing into the equation um uh, a sound that you just knew. Uh, when he, you know, his songs,
0: you just, you know them. You know, that's him playing. Yeah. You know, don't forget about oh, Prince, either. Prince was one of the all-time greats, as far as I'm concerned. And
1: yeah, Prince Prince was a... I don't know where to put Prince, because, you know, he's another one. He gets the musical genius tag. And... And he should. Um, maybe. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Prince music, so for me, it's hard to give him that tag. But But I understand why people...
0: Well, my thing with Prince is, even if you don't like the music, you know, even if you think the music's garbage, which I don't. I love his music. You got to give the man credit for being able to play 20 some instruments and he can on a lot of his albums, if it doesn't say Prince and the Revolution, if it just says Prince, he played every instrument yeah, on the that's album just him. So, yeah, no, to me, I mean, that's you know,
1: impressive. I'll give credit where yeah, credit where credit is due. And there's, I mean, there again, we're we're talking about another artist, whether love him or hate him. You can probably sing uh, Little Red Corvette or, or, or Doves Fly, or you at least can sing one or two of them. Who love me I've some Little Red Corvette?
0: You've heard the songs before.
1: <laughs> I, I've always been a bigger fan of uh, Let's Go Crazy. I like that um, one, too. Let's go crazy, and uh, we're gonna party like it's
0: nineteen, 19 ninety-nine. Yeah, purple rain. Maybe, and, maybe and we, it we should have, have been. Three. Go ahead. Maybe it should have been
1: Nate Bush as, as Prince instead of Michael Jackson.
0: No, I love Prince. I love Michael Jackson too. So no hate towards Michael. See
1: uh, Nate Bush all decked out in a purple. I will say this Little about Michael
0: Jack- Jackson: I like Thriller. I think Thriller's a great album, but I think his other album I think I think Thriller's a little overrated sometimes.
1: Um, like, the song I guess, the, the song for me that works the most for Michael Jackson is not is actually Billie Jean for me. That's a good song. I like song.
0: Billie Jean, but man there's something about Rock With Me All Night, man that song is killer. Rock Pyt with me. all night young yeah. I'm gonna love you. I like PYT, P-Y-T. and I like. Uh, yeah, I There's just some good. Man, she's just got so many good ones. Like and actually another one that I actually like even more thriller.
1: that I don't know that anybody likes all that much is uh, Dirty Diana.
0: Yeah, that's a good
1: one. Which is a different kind of thing for him. Actually, it's a little edgier. Um Fine right, there again. Say what you want about Michael Jackson. Love him, hate him, think he was gay, think he was a child molester, whatever. Um cannot deny some can't kind of talent count. going on there somewhere. Yeah, can't, whether you like it, it or it. not. Yeah, um had some skills whether that was your kind of thing or not is another question, but uh definitely, well, you know 150 million people can't be wrong. It's too no, many to be. But
0: uh yeah, it's when too it comes many to guitar be players. When it comes to guitar players, since you're having trouble, you can't narrow it down to just five.
1: I got too many. Um,
0: I'll go ahead and and I'll start here because um, I've I've got too many. I may end up going more than five, but uh, I'm going to name a, a, a musician you have no clue and you will never you won't know unless I send you a clip, and that's Dave Nudson of a band called Minus the Bear. They, uh, this dude has influenced the world of tapping. He nobody can tap like this guy since Eddie Van Halen. This dude has changed the way tapping is done on guitars. And the group minus the bear is a is a favorite of mine. I've seen them multiple times, and I'll send you a song by them, and well, I, uh, you have to let have me know like why do
1: I why do I not know who they are? If this guy's so good, they're
0: more newer of and more all oh, okay. You won't oh, know so them, trust stole, me. They haven't, so they're stole not a band the of What is it? He
1: stole the technique, in other words.
0: Well, let's just say he took the technique <laughs> and he improved on it. That's,
1: he has refined it, has he?
0: Refined it. And well, somebody's got to do it, of, I guess. Yeah, he, they're a fantastic group, and I absolutely love their music. Uh, another guitar player that I absolutely love, I'm not even going to limit myself to five, I can't. I can't just go five. No, so I'm I, I, I them couldn't either. I couldn't do um, 20 probably. I'm going go to I'm gonna go to Steely Dan and Walter Becker. Uh, that dude is so good when it came to using jazz chords and being able to play guitar. Uh, rest in peace, Walter. But, man, Steely Dan loved the, the guitar rips and just everything that dude can do on a guitar was just oh, so good. And clearly, Van Halen—you got to put Eddie Van Halen. He's, you know, he's so good at what he does. Uh, I love Van Halen. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Mark, Mark Knopfler. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really and like. He Fingerpicks. Uh, he's a finger picker, man. Just the things that he well, can well, do, and
1: he might be a good guitar player. I won't argue that, but Dire Straits themselves severely
0: overrated. In my opinion. Listen, if you can put out a song like "Sultan's a Swing," then you're good with me. That's all I need, because that song is amazing, and there's no other song that sounds like it. None. Um, then Kirk Hammett from Metallica, because that was the band that got me into music, um, which I get to see uh, in March, and I'm incredibly excited about that. Like I can't even begin to explain how excited I am. To see them You're going to be uh, so excited. I might John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, I think well, he okay. is amazing Now,
1: whoa. now here, I, here I draw the line uh, Okay I, I find this is a band for me That is nothing but noise
0: I disagree I, I, I just
1: them. cannot Stand what the thing is about them I just, I just, Their don't get it.
0: Their early stuff, I can see that. Their early stuff where they dive into the, uh, the funk. The funk. Uh, I'm not super, <laughs> give it super away, crazy give it away, it. give it away now. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that song. I'm really not. Yeah. But, that one don't work for me. And if you give me, uh, you know, give me a I'm round of I one that, that I can that, stand. Uh, Under the Bridge was a great song. Californication, uh, Zephyr song. All around the world I really liked. Uh some other ones. Snow was good. Danny California. Their later Danny, stuff I like yeah. better. Like honestly, I like their later stuff better than I do their earlier yeah, stuff. Just, like the funk. That's a band for the me, funk rock thing is never my thing. The adventures, the adventures of Rain Dance Maggie, Monarchy of Roses was really good. So there's a lot sure. of songs out there by them. Like Venice Queen is another good one that, that it's really underrated. Uh, yeah, but man, for Tate, Rashawn Tate's guitar so work is
1: it's so good. That is a band for Starkish. me. that just, I just, uh, I, I, I got nothing there. I'm going to have to respectfully Starkish. not put them on my list. Oh, you
0: don't have to. This is my list, motherfucker. Well, you can
1: keep them on your list <laughs> as long as you like. But yeah, that's just, a, that's a, that's a band I can't, I can't come to terms with.
0: Clearly, you know, Alex Lifeson, I'm going to put him on there because I'm a huge Rush fan, and Alex is a fantastic guitar player. Uh, underrated, in my opinion. I think Alex Lifeson's very underrated. Uh, He's, he, I would agree. He's underrated. The band is
1: overrated. <laughs>
0: no, sir. Really? You watch your dick liquor.
1: All right? <laughs> well, I mean, there again, though, that's the Canadian because we get bombarded with it.
0: I'm sure you guys do okay, yes. get
1: bombarded with them,
0: but living in West Virginia, yeah, yes, we actually know Rush is, a band jumping off the playlist yes, We down know Rush here. is,
1: is A-OK, but we don't need to hear them every time anything about Canada comes up.
0: We don't need to hear a Rush song, and
1: that's what you get here. Sort of like, I guess, well, if you live in the States, and you, and you live in New Jersey, and you'd swear to God the only musician who was ever born there was Springsteen. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, it's not that we hate Springsteen. It's just there are yeah. other bands here besides him. That's all, and he's not it's the like only if you guy there in to ever West, come out like of this
0: state. Live, it's like if you live in West Virginia and you're tired of hearing about fucking Brad Paisley. There have been others, you know. But Brad is
1: Brad is well, he's Brad. How can you how can you not love Brad?
0: Like when it comes to famous people from West Virginia, we don't have many. <laughs> we really. Don't. <laughs> well, we've got. Uh, I can't
1: say if I was to try to think of somebody famous from where I, Grand Prairie, I probably couldn't come up with anybody.
0: Well, we've got. Uh, I'm trying to think here. We've got Brad Paisley, is is probably one of the big Jerry West. Uh, see, uh, Don Knotts from the Andy Griffith Show.
1: Don Knotts, okay. Well, there, that's a pretty big
0: name, to be honest. <laughs> I love Don Knotts. <laughs> Give me some. Yeah, he's uh, he's from West West Virginia. Uh, I'm trying to think. Give me some Mr. Harvey. Steve Harvey lived in West Virginia for a while. Don't know if he was born here, but he did make residence here for a long time. Uh, mm, trying to think here. Where's my mother when you need her? She's got a list of famous West Virginians. Mother Bush. Oh, uh, Heath Slater. Heath Slater from West Virginia. Uh, current WWE superstar Jamie Noble uh, former WWE superstar uh, and, wow, prob- okay, and probably then I'm, won- gonna,
1: then I'm laying claim go to ahead. all the hearts then
0: go ahead you, you've earned it no we I don't <laughs> want them
1: but um, I don't want any of them Oh, one I'll take maybe but
0: Soupy Sales you Soupy Sales it. was from West Virginia <laughs> I know
1: that is. Get kind of reaching soupy you remember yeah.
0: him my line. Bum comedian. Yeah, yeah, really. But uh, yeah, anyway, much. back to guitar player. Um, of course, Alex Lyson I love. Jimi Hendrix, I'm a big fan of. And Johnny Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. Uh, do love me some, some Johnny Greenwood.
1: So I was trying to think of somebody in the country and the things, but I wasn't coming up with much because they don't really. You know, the guitar doesn't really ever carry the song in the country genre, really. So uh, I was trying to think of anybody who I could say, okay, well, they're a really good guitar player, but I really couldn't come up with anyone, to be honest.
0: Although there's got to be some. Like Garth Brooks. Yeah,
1: I, I can't lay any info on that. Um, I have seen Keith Urban play his guitar, and he's not a bad guitar player for a guy
0: who's a He's a good a guitar singer. player, and I hate to bring him up, so. but Brad Paisley's a damn good guitar player. Whether he's a good, you know, whether you like his music or not, he's a damn good guitar player.
1: And then I was, so. and then I was trying to go, I was trying to leave the rock genre, you know, trying to think of somebody in the... I mean, and I'm sure there are plenty of great blues and jazz guitarists. I just don't know their names. Oh, they're
0: not jazz. We could be here all day when it comes to jazz guitarists. If you just go through a list, because jazz is such a tough... That's why I went with Walter Becker. He's a good jazz guitar player. uh, What the hell is his name? A couple of flamenco
1: flamenco players, or classical
0: guitarists, I guess you'd call them. Oh, yeah. If you want to go really technical, you
1: can go with... uh,
0: you go with know, Yingwei Malmsteen, you know guys like that.
1: Yeah, Yingwei never did it for me. He just plays really fast. Me
0: either. Which I guess I never, is still I never got crazy about him either.
1: No, I never really. Like okay, yes, yeah, so, all right. They give him a guitar and he can play the shit out of it. Fine, but the music, like when he was inside of a song, never. Like I don't want any Wingy Malmsteen albums, or. Um, Who's the other one? Joe Satriani's another one. I mean, yeah, can he can he play really fast and lots of notes? Yep. But okay, so what though? Give me a song. What about
0: Joe Bonamassa? You a fan of Joe Bonamassa?
1: I've yeah, he's all right. I've I've heard some of his stuff. He, I mean, they can't deny he's, he's got some skills. No two ways around that. Actually, you know who's a really good guitar player, and this you probably never ever heard of her. Um, is Oriance, is her name? Yeah, I have She's an Australian Greek guitar player. She was actually pegged to um fill the spot on the uh Michael Jackson's on the This Is It tour before he died. She was going I to saw be, she her. I saw that.
0: She if solo. he hadn't have di-
1: if he hadn't have died and they'd have pulled that tour off, everybody would know her name. She would be a huge fucking star. But he died and then that died and so she had a couple of minor hits
0: on her own, but, uh,
1: cause she can do, Yeah,
0: I saw the movie and I really like she was wailing.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear something good, uh, she plays, um, uh, she played a Jimi Hendrix tribute concert somewhere. It's on YouTube. If you just type in Orionte Jimi Hendrix, you'll get her playing, the uh, what is the song? Um, Shit,
0: uh, the one that Hogan uh, used that for his album. entry, Voodoo Child? Voodoo
1: Child. Yeah, she plays Voodoo Child, and it's like, holy shit, this broad can. She could play, and being female. Well, speaking that's of Jimi another... Hendrix
0: tributes, what about uh? If you're saying Jimi Hendrix, what about uh John Mayer?
1: Um. You know, if you you could could erase the John Mayer part of him.
0: (laughs) Just just let me hear the guitar, I'd probably be okay with it. John Mayer would (laughs) just stop being John Mayer for fucking two minutes. (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, could the guy be any more greedy when it comes to the poon?
0: He really is.
1: I mean, that bastard just, he just has to conquer whatever pink is within distance. He just can't help himself, think, that fella.
0: Is it the fact that we're is it the fact that we're mad that he does it, or is it the fact that we're
1: jealous that he does it? I, it's the fact he can do it.
0: Yeah, it's the fact that he can and we can. I think that's our problem. Well, and
1: more to the point, like, well, no, because if I was, you know, whatever my flavor of the day was, if I was capable of getting them, I would only need to get the one, and I'd be fine. But John goes and gets the one, and that's not good enough anymore. Then you got to go get another one, and another one, and another one. And he's never satisfied. That's the part that pisses me off. I mean, why why aren't you happy with that first one you got? Like, what's wrong
0: with you? Don't want that one. He wants the other one. <laughs> <laughs> had it. Done it. Must, then they're done. Chase. That got the T-shirt. <sighs>
1: I mean, I, like, I had this conversation with Tom off air. Um, and he kind of, he says, he, it was funny because we were talking, it was about Taylor Swift. And I said, I would fuck Taylor Swift smart. And he the was boy, silent. A while. Yeah. He was silent for a minute. And then he says, well, that's, you know, that's a lot of fucking. And I said, indeed. And he says, isn't she kind of young? And I said, she's 27 years old. She's not, she's not a kid anymore. Not even close. Somebody needs to take that little girl and
0: well, give lie. her a reason
1: to stop. Yeah, she she needs to be taken and given a reason to stop acting like a brat and grow up. And Christ, like I said, it's, I mean, it's five or six years ago that she was singing about feeling 22. I mean, she's yeah, she's been around. I mean, she's not a kid anymore. And he was all she was feeling uncomfortable. He said, "Well, I got a daughter her age." I said, "No, you don't." She's older than that. She's just high, you know. She's just one of those ones that she keeps pursuing that image of the high school girl next door, and it's mm-hmm. kind of stuck to her. And she still can pull off, you know, looking that age or close anyway. That you, you don't give her a second look. But yeah, I mean, she's. I'm sure she's at least. I'm pretty sure she's 26. Coming 27, she's old enough to. Mm. She's, she's certainly 25, and that's old enough, too. To I mean, nobody would bat a eyelash at a 25-year-old. Taylor
0: Christ, Swift, Taylor Swift
1: is, tw- is 28. She's older than me. Come, she's
0: 28 coming 29.
1: She'll be 29 yeah, in she's December. she's older than
0: me. She's got me by okay, four so months.
1: All right, so Taylor Swift is fair game to make dirty sexual jokes about all day long.
0: <laughs>
1: Swifty. The bar listen, has been set. I listened to a I listen to a podcast where they don't like her and they call her Tadolf Switler. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Which, which I have to admit I thought was fucking amazing. Who came up with Tadolf Switler? That's, <laughs> that's just that's awesome.
0: <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> And you know we here yeah, on Why I, Men Can't Jump have a very we have a very very <laughs> dark sense of humor about a lot of things that we can't really get into, but we really do.
1: Well, the, in that case, it was the, because she's you know was a, a child star and kind of has a cult following, where you know there's a certain segment like her of music. her like, audience. I
0: can't get into it. Autumn loves her, but, I, but there's I a certain
1: there's a certain segment of her audience. That if she told them at a concert to go jump off a fucking cliff, a couple thousand sheep would go and do it.
0: There's a couple podcasts because, like that. But we because won't go Taylor there. Swift
1: said so, not because we thought it was a good idea or anything. It's just well, Swifty told us to do it, so you know we must be loyal fans of the Swifty. and that's where the Taylor Swift. Swiftie in
0: relation from. to Swifty Flanagan.
1: Swifty Flanagan, baby. Because <laughs> for me, <laughs> she, she's got two songs that I that I can stomach. One of them is that uh, I'm feeling 22, because I can at least get the vibe from that, and why young people would like it, and it is a little bit kind of catchy. And uh, the one that makes me laugh uh, is that we are never, ever getting back together, because that one just makes me giggle, because it's so teenish that it hurts, you know, when they pan the... During the video, they pan the audience, and you can see, you know, the fourteen-year-old girls are singing it, and beside them is their mom. You know, their thirty-five-year-old mom is belting it out, and that just makes oh yeah, laugh. the moms love it. <laughs> Which leads me to another the same uh, same podcast where they used to talk about that her opposite was um, Robert Pattinson.
0: Oh and Jesus!
1: That, okay, and that the, 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 the guy said, you know, my hope for him is that when he goes to these uh, twilight conventions and shit, you know, I hope he's not banging the 16-year-olds because Lord knows there are plenty of 30-year-old mothers there that would just, you know, like to make him shiver.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Like, oh, my God. Are are you as happy as I am that the twilight fad is over for the most part?
1: You know, I have never. we We had ignored it and ignored it and ignored it. And then one day we were sitting yeah, that's about four or five years ago, the old yeah. lady and I and she said, you know, let's let's watch one of these things and let's see what the fucking fuss is all about. And we ended up watching them all, but out of sheer, you know, like train wreck quality more than oh, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, and it's okay, we have this ultra confused Kristen Stewart who depending on how they've got her made up on the show, might be a boy, might be a girl, you're not sure. You know, she's got that ambiguous kind of look about her most of the time. And yet somehow, she's madly in love with a vampire in 12 seconds for no apparent reason, but also in love with Wolf Boy, who at least spent some time with her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yet somehow her heart chooses Vampire Boy, and we basically have what? Four movies, five movies. I don't think it's four movies, something like that. I don't even know. Ten hours of fucking ridiculousness, so that she can become a vampire. That's really the story. Not really. Yeah, and
0: here's the thing: she's in high school, okay? She's yeah, in high school, and, and this dude is a hundred and like twenty-four whatever. thousand years old or some shit. Yeah, and and at least Wolf Boy is
1: her age. Man, I watched I watched
0: I watched two of those movies. I watched the first one, and then I went to the movies with a female many many moons ago, and watched the second one. And I never again. Oh my god! Well,
1: I will say that watching them in the comfort of my own home with my significant other. Um. Luckily, she's not a girly girl. She found it as ridiculous as I did, so we basically sat there and tore the movies apart, you know, because there's several places where you could drive a semi truck through the plot holes, and and or you go, oh, God, okay, yeah. what what just happened there? You go, what? Well, I thought, didn't he just say they couldn't do that? And Didn't they just
0: all do that? <laughs> what what the fuck?
1: And then they just, you know, the they straw, just follow along. straw
0: that broke the the straw that broke the camel's back. For me, and this is this was sure blasphemy. Was the the part where the vampires step out into the sunlight and they sparkle? Holy shivers, yes. shit! Holy shit! I thought I was going to rip a seat up. I said, "Hell no, no! It doesn't work that way, motherfuckers. Who did this? That? No, You're fired. Get the fuck out of here."
1: That goes against all vampire logic.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You're doing a fantasy movie, I get well, that. It's a vampire movie, and I understand the fact that you're looking at it through a different way. But there's some code you can't break. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? Well, even in fantasy world, even in the world of... Even in the Matrix, you can't do these things. And some of a bitch, they did. You know why, it. though, right? Why? They shiver. They shiver, so take a they shiver off, because...
1: They shimmer because the vampire boys are so hot that when they take their shirts off, the 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 humidity in the room goes up a couple points if there's any females there because they get moist.
0: Did you happen and That makes for the, speaking of that Hatch, makes for the shimmer and his, effect. And his horrible acting. Have you seen the movie Remember Me? Have you um, seen that?
1: I'm not sure. You would have to refresh me on
0: plot. I have seen I mean, them in a what? couple of other it's, it's things. It's a chick flick. It's a chick flick. Okay, let's just say that. But it, it has, has the biggest chick It has the biggest cop out ending in the history of cop out endings.
1: Spoiler mm-hmm. alert
0: for all those out there. Robert Pattinson. At this end of this movie, I and I can't remember if he gets with the girl or whatever. I think he does. He goes to work. And he walks into this building, and he goes up and it starts panning back, and the date flashes up on the screen. He works at the World Trade Center, and it's 9/11 01, and that's the end of the movie.:
1: Oh, so you're left, what you're a left wondering topic. whether you're left I, wondering I, whether I, he survived didn't survive.
0: I was kind of hoping you that he to didn't, assume truth be told.
1: You have to assume that he died. But a yeah, part of basically. you could maybe, can maybe hold on to that he didn't.
0: I guess. What a fucking oh. cop-out ending, though. What a fucking horrible okay, ending. Okay,
1: well, I can't remember. i wasn't, It wasn't that one. I'm looking at that one now. It wasn't that one. But I saw him in something else, and it was just like, dude, I hope you saved your Twilight money. Yeah, me too. <laughs> if you didn't, you aren't never going to make a whole lot doing this for a living. I hate to break it to you. Because you're just not. At least that the vampire.
0: Guy. At least the vampire guy. Uh, at least he was in Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
1: Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That big moneymaker.
0: I never watched it, but still, he was in it.
1: Uh, I'm trying to see here what else he was. Okay, so pre pre Twilight, he was in the Harry Potter movie, two of the Harry Potter movies. But probably never made no, really he? a whole lot for those. Yeah, in, in parts that I've never heard of. So, uh, Twilight, I watched of,
0: I've watched all of three of those.
1: Okay, I did watch him in Lost, the Lost City of Z, but that's almost a almost a documentary. It it isn't, but it is based on a true story and set in the jungle. He's not bad in there, but he's playing an up, uptight British guy, so I mean, he's just not really
0: acting that much. I haven't seen that. Uh,
1: he has upcoming, he has science fiction movie called High Life with a bunch of people I've never heard of. Uh, the Lighthouse, which is a black and white dark fantasy horror film. Nobody wants to watch a film in black and white. Uh, and The King. <sighs> clerks, clerks. Uh, okay, but that was 25 years ago. Did God, you read? Did, see did you see? Orb. They're they're making uh, they're going to make uh, another one of those. Cool. They're finally gonna,
0: they're going to. Kevin Kevin uh, needs to write the ship. He needs to write the ship. Yeah, He's he, been kind of on a losing streak here for a while.
1: Well, he went off and he made movies for him. He, he, <laughs> he wasn't making movie for anybody to come watch them. But uh, yeah, he uh, rumor is they're making Mallrats two, and Clerks three. And Jane Silent Bob,
0: too. He wants to do those before he dies. That's his goal. You know, Mallrats... Mallrats has got that cult-like following, and it, it, it's not bad, but I think it's a little overrated. We're Clerks. I really like Clerks. Uh, um, clerks and I really... You know. The one that I really liked was Dogma. I really liked Dogma. Yeah,
1: Dogma took out, uh, I mean, because it's about what it's about. It, it was never going to be
0: more than a yeah. cult hit, but... But it's, um, it's no, I'm really a big, good.
1: Uh, I'm a big I used to be a huge fan of his but when he started uh when he switched to uh, the twenty four seven Stoner thing. Uh yeah. he lost
0: me. Yeah, he lost Did you me watch the, uh, did you watch the movie Did you watch Tusk? Yeah, the thing, that most one? of it. It was weird. Yeah, Damn that was weird. It was
1: a little too weird. And yet Red State, the one before that?
0: I like about, that one. Uh,
1: that one was all right. I didn't mind that. I don't know I where really that movie liked that. should have done better.
0: It um, should have, but it was a remake.
1: Well, and if it hadn't had his name attached to it, if that if it's Red State by Quentin Tarantino,
0: that movie makes millions. Yeah. But well, see, I see I, I thought he did a great job with it. I really liked it. I thought it it didn't, it was a good, just a good, uh, a good movie. Well, it was a shot Speaking of Tarantino. The, Go ahead, finish your point. But I do want to talk Tarantino when you get the chance. It
1: was a, it was an underground shot at the uh, uh, the uh, Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, it's what it was. Yeah, because well he had done. had uh, he had had several Twitter conversations and then met the uh, two daughters in real life. And was quite, he said he was quite convinced that the one daughter. Really wanted to have a threesome with him and his wife. (laughs) Back when Kevin Smith was funny.
0: That's funny. Um, All right, but anyway. What about um, about Tarantino? Tarantino? What about him? You a fan? You not a fan? What do you think?
1: Um, I'm a fan of some, and others leave me scratching my head. It depends.
0: What's your favorite? Um,
1: I I really like the... uh, uh, what the fuck is it called, the one that's up in the, um, fuck, I can't remember the name of it, the one that's up, set the up in that's... the, in the north.
0: Oh, um, uh, Hateful Eight?
1: Yeah, Hateful Eight, yeah. I liked that one. I liked it. I liked uh I
0: was a big fan.
1: I liked, uh, uh Inglourious, Inglourious Bastards, whatever it was, I liked that one. Love that one. Love that one. Um, and then it depends. Uh, it, shit starts to get weird for me. Some of his stuff talks to me and some of it doesn't. Uh, I got a kick out of, uh, I, think it's, I I want to say it's called Eight Rooms or Four Rooms or something like that. He's in it. It's vignettes where they're about a half hour long about shit, mm, that's going okay. down in a ho- shit that's going down in a hotel, and he's in the last okay. one. It's it's fucked yeah it's totally fucked up you have to have a bizarre, very strange sense of humor to enjoy it but, see guilty, is,
0: have you the, guilty uh, as we've seen. Well, clearly charged. we've all seen everybody's seen Pulp Fiction for the most part. Uh,
1: what do you yeah, think of Pulp Fiction? I, uh, it's okay. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I love aware. it. All right. it's all right. Yeah, I don't hate it or anything. I'm not sure it's as Holy fuck moment as some other people do. But but it's alright.
0: I, I, I liked I it. Uh really liked Jackie Brown. I thought that was one that was really underrated. I don't know if I've ever seen him. that or not. You should watch it. It's really good. Mm,
1: trying to think of like the kill bills you can keep.
0: Uh, you I, know,
1: I like the first one, really... I watched the
0: first one, I liked the first one, but I never saw the second one.
1: And actually, I take, the Hateful Eight was alright, but actually the one before that is the one I, is my favorite. Django Unchained really Django? Worked
0: for me. Django Unchained, yeah, yeah, that was a
1: good one. Yeah, that really worked for me.
0: Yeah, I like Django, it was a good one.
1: I really enjoyed that movie. It made me laugh, it made me scratch my head. Yeah, well, that's really, that's all he's got, except for, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his new one.
0: Um, Reservoir Dogs, don't forget Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, see, I'm not
1: really, it's a, it's a, okay, but, like, I'm I'm not sure, like, you know, the Genius Tag, uh, I don't know, maybe going a bit far on he, that, did, but, uh, he did, uh,
0: let's see, he did Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2. Death Proof. Death
1: Proof, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh,
0: that was a Grindhouse movie. It was one. Of, it was like a two-part. He did one with Robert Rodriguez. Uh, okay, he I can't did watch Django. It, but, uh, in it has my mortal
1: enemy, Rose McGowan, in it. I can't watch it.
0: <laughs>
1: um, it's T.I.R. and, and I's mortal enemy. It's, it's Rose McGowan. I
0: can see that. Uh, Django, he did. Inglorious came out first, then Django, then... Hateful Eight, and you know I really like the Hateful Eight. You know the part of the movie. I'm gonna run this by you. I don't know if you've read this. I've read this. Tarantino, boy, they got into some shit during that movie. Um So you know the part. You know the part where the woman is playing the the guitar, and um, Kurt Russell grabs it and breaks it. You remember that? You
1: know where Jennifer Je- where Jennifer Jason Lee is playing the guitar?
0: Yeah, yeah. She's playing the guitar, and Kurt Russell uh, breaks the guitar
1: and, uh, like,
0: throws it down and all that. You remember that scene? Problem? Yeah, all right. I'm... All right, well, that guitar was uh, on loan from Martin. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I'll read you the story. It says here, <laughs> they destroyed the 145-year-old priceless instrument that Dick Boat, director of the Museum of Martin, uh, says the company was not aware of. In the film, Kurt Russell grabs a guitar, played by Jen- Jennifer Jason Lee, smashes it, eliciting horror. However, the smashed guitar was an authentic Martin from the 1870s on loan from the Martin Guitar Museum rather than one of the copies they had on hand for the shoot. We were informed that it was an accident on set. We amused that a scaffolding or something fell on it. We understand things happen, but at the same time we can't take this lightly. All this about a guitar being smashed being written into the script and that somebody just didn't know the actor, didn't tell the actor was new info to us. We didn't know anything about the script or Kurt Russell not being told it was a priceless, irreplaceable artifact from the Martin Museum. Yeah, see, and I'm reading here that uh, everyone was pretty freaked out at the destruction, and Jennifer Lee's reaction
1: on film is genuine. Although Tarantino was seen in the corner of the room with a funny curl on his lips, suggesting that perhaps he he did it on purpose, wanting to get the genuine reaction, as opposed to the what he would get if he knew it was a fake one. Which I wouldn't put past
0: Greg Tarantino. I put nothing past that guy, man. He is insane when it comes to movies. He really comes up with some crazy shit.
1: He was the one that, uh... Him and Smith used to be buddies, eh? Mm Mm-hmm. And they were at a... They were at a comic... Well, they're still buddies, but they used to be good buddies. And they were at a Comic-Con. And, uh... Kevin Smith had been taking some shit from some fanboys. Yeah. And he went and got some, he went and got some advice from Tarantino and the next fanboy came up and the question was, when are you going to make an uh, original movie with some original characters that don't suck? Now, normally Kevin was very diplomatic back in those days and would have mm-hmm. kissed the guy's ass, but he'd had enough. And after talking to Tarantino, he looks at the guy and he goes, uh, I'll get right on that as soon as I pull my cock out of your mother's ass. Oh! And the guy is like, you know, his eyes get big and he hits back with my mother's dead. Smith looks at him and says, that's because I fucked her to death. Next. Oh, shit. (laughs) And the guy, the guy walks, the guy starts to walk away and he goes, there we go, walking away. Oh, turning around, going to be a tough guy. Never take on the guy with the microphone. <laughs> you know, I'm going to watch. You know, watch this. I'm going to make this guy feel stupid. I can go home and tell my girlfriend how tough I was at the comic con. Oh wait, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> oh walking away. damn! Yeah, followed by followed by walking away, walking away. <laughs> Not then he's like, next question, and the people are like, fuck. don't fuck with Kevin Smith anymore. And after that...
0: Like, why would you insult somebody like that? Like, son of
1: a bitch. Why would you... Yeah, I mean, why would you pay money? You know, at comic you gotta pay money to get into the room, buy a ticket to see somebody, and then go there to fucking throw shit at them. I guess the same reason people have Twitter accounts.
0: Yeah, but that's free.
1: Yeah, at least that's free. But the look on that, guys, you can find that on... uh, you can find that online.
0: As uh, yeah, soon as we Smith get done here, I'm, I'm watching that. i got to yeah, see Kevin that. Kevin Smith
1: deals with Heckler, and it is Phyllums. As soon as I'm done, I'll get right on that. As soon as I take my cock out of your mom's house, Well, holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, I can imagine the look on my face if somebody would have told me that. And I went, oh, did I have that coming? Maybe I did, and if I did, that was pretty good. Because
0: that's pretty nasty. That response reminds me, have you ever watched the movie Basketball?
1: Yes, unfortunately, I'm I'm ashamed to say. Unfortunately,
0: yes. you you crazy person, that movie is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's where they let the South Park boys go too far.
0: <laughs> no, it did not. It was awesome. Yeah,
1: no, they but let it, it go It was so, too
0: good. Far. so good. Now, if you want to see him go too far, I suggest you look up Orgasmo. Now, that's where they went too far. Yeah,
1: well, that's a whole yeah, that's a whole other level of stupid, though.
0: That's total self-indulgence like there, but I like basketball. basketball. I thought it was hilarious. I
1: mean, yeah, I, okay, it's it's stupidly funny. Yeah, uh, I
0: guess you could say. I mean, Jenny McCarthy's uh, in it. Yasmin uh, Lee, Dale I Earnhardt.
1: A, I haven't seen <laughs> it in a long time. Well, yeah, okay, but I also I also thought that the the ballad of uh, Ricky Bobby was pretty funny. Or Talladega Nights. But that's actually a pretty funny movie. But. I think it's
0: funny. Um, <laughs> you won't hear me bitch about it.
1: I, I, every time I, I see that movie, my old lady then gives me shit for the next two days because all I say is baby Jesus.
0: <laughs> I've let Autumn watch that. You turned it on. Autumn's never seen it, so I turned it on. Oh, and it was just like, it. it was on TV, and we were already part, really? part of the way through it. And uh, she Ricky got to that. I Ricky, bubby. <laughs> oh, you a horrible driver. You uh, perhaps Ricky, bubby? how would you get on a video game so quick?
1: Him and, him and his buddy Cal. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's another right one up. where it's just, it's just so just fucking insanely over stupid. Over like, Don't let but, the invisible fire burn, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, what a movie. Damn yeah, it, John C. Riley is amazing. Everything he does is he so good. He is a good. fucking beautiful, a beautiful second banana, that guy. Have you seen the Dewey Cox story, Walk Hard? Yeah, he's really good in that. Oh, my God, that movie is is amazing. And then, uh, what's the other one, Step, Step Brothers or something? That Step Brothers, in? they that did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley did a movie with Jonah Hill. I don't know how you feel about Jonah oh, Hill. God. Some people like him, some people hate him. I like him. Uh, see, him and Jonah Hill did a movie that was a little off the cuff. It's called Cyrus. John C. Riley starts dating this woman, and the woman he starts dating is John, uh, Jonah Hill's mother, and Jonah Hill is a grown adult still living with her. He has like. Issues with any guy dating his mom, <laughs> and it ends up. It's yeah, actually, dude. It's good. It's good. You should watch it. It was really like under the radar. Not a lot of people know about yeah. it. It's good though. Check it out if you get a chance. It's, it's funny. I, love John, it. I, you know, I, I never mind.
1: Stuff. I, I like Jonah Hill in Superbad. I thought he was funny.
0: Oh yeah, even Superbad though that awesome. mo-
1: even though the movie has its moments and then kind of a few slow moments, but. Um,
0: uh, I like but it, I
1: I I particularly fell in love with him when I watched him on the James Franco roast because oh, yeah. was, his 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 shots at him were hilarious and then he took some from the other people that were just fucking nasty and he oh, laughed yeah. his ass off. He was one of those guys that unless he was faking, but uh, uh, who was in that uh, Bill Hader. From Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, Bill Hager. and he and he instead of he he does uh, he goes as Hollywood. He's dressed yeah. up in a tracksuit like an like an old Jewish guy. <laughs> 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 How the fuck did you not laugh at that? <laughs> He's just like, before you say anything else, you're welcome. You're welcome, Jonah Hill. You're welcome. Where else, like a where else could a fat fuck like you sleep with the women you do and make the money you make
0: <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> have you seen uh have you seen the roast they did of of Bob Saget uh part of it
1: some of the Dogged. roasts, like it depends it depends really on doing the cuz some of them like they just try to be as gross as possible and they don't know the guy really And that's not as funny to me as, like, the James Franco roast, uh, everybody that's on there is actually friends of his. So when they're slamming them, the slams are kind of true, but they're coming from a good place, and it's
0: funnier to me. Yeah.
1: If that makes sense.
0: Norm McDonald was at the roast of Bob Saget, and he got up and just told old dad jokes, like, the worst jokes ever. (laughs) <laughs> they were so bad. They were so bad. And it was they were so bad that they they absolutely brought tears to my eyes. I laughed so hard. I could not that's all take it.
1: I, yeah, that's all I tell I can't watch that James Franco roast without laughing. It doesn't matter what part of it. I just it's all funny to me and, and he takes it like a uh, you know cuz he's half mad James Franco anyway and they accuse him yeah. of being gay and taking cocks and you name it and Fucking big dumb stupid Seth Rogen, who isn't that funny, but can be funny.
0: He's Oh
1: yeah, he can be funny. It's it depends on what he's doing. But like he didn't want to. Like I, I watched a podcast, well a video cast with Bill Hader on it. Then uh, he didn't want to do that. He says the network phoned me and said, "Look, uh, we want you to host this James Franco uh, roast." we can't get anybody else to do it except these guys who are going to fucking tear them apart, and we don't really want that. So he kind of last he got all these guys together last minute, and they were all like, if you see the behind the scenes shots, everybody's nervous, nobody's tried out their material, and am I funny? Am I not funny? And it's bizarre to see what goes on in a at a roast. That was just thought it was all right. The roast is about okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna roast Nate Bush. Tim, we need you to do yeah. seven minutes on Nate Bush. And you just made jokes about you know, or whatever it was and you just went there and did your thing, but <laughs> we should apparently not.
0: We should book the roast of Tom Robinson. Oh God, can you
1: imagine? Even if it's just <laughs> you and get, me.
0: We could get Karen and Chris Gamuffa.
1: And 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 Muff Muff would be oh on there. Yeah.
0: god. This would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and Armando. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And if we could find somebody else who could do a stuttering Tom to come on. Oh, God. (laughs) You imagine Tom's reaction to somebody else doing stuttering Tom, talking about Tom.
0: Yeah, that would be hilarious.
1: Oh, God. The the Friars Club roast of Thomas Robinson.
0: Wide men can't Jump present the roast of TR. You know what I thought of last night after we went off air? and I don't know
1: if I've heard anybody say it. And I don't know if I would say it to him either, but I'll say it because he's not on, and if he's listening, well, then he can comment later or whatever. Whenever we mm-hmm. have Minaj on, no yeah. one has made the joke à toi. No one has went there. Why we haven't, have we? How could How could we not? I
0: don't know. Especially
1: when there's I guess we when, don't want to especially when he phones in, like and there's usually three of us. Like, yeah, it, normally it wrote itself. Yeah, it wrote itself. I mean, I felt kind of dumb about that.
0: Oh, yeah, really? Cool. never really thought
1: about it Do you know who Richard Graco is?
0: Name sounds familiar, yeah Uh,
1: 21 Jump Street He was on 21 Jump Street with Johnny Depp
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah
1: Yeah, there's a I'm just throwing that name out there Because you want to talk about a guy who did Who fucked over, tried to fuck with Hollywood And Hollywood fucked him And he disappeared
0: wasn't Richard Greco in that uh, Not at the Roxbury movie? He might have been. I think he was.
1: He tried to uh, he tried to buck the system on Twenty One Jump Street and and uh, thought he was bigger than Mr. Depp, who he may have been at that time. I don't really know, but uh, he wanted too much money, and Hollywood said, "Well, uh, no, you can play ball and have your job, or you can fuck off." And he fucked off, and they blacklisted his ass and. He never really did much after that, and he uh, makes his living doing doing paintings now that, to be honest, um, well, you could give your cat a paintbrush and a canvas, and your cat would reproduce similar
0: work. (laughs) He was on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's one of those, and he uh, also uh, he also was in a night at the Roxbury. He was idolized by Doug and Steve Butabi.
1: <laughs> those knee, those neck jerking dancers.
0: But yeah, he's uh, he was in a lot of stuff here there for yeah, a while. He, he
1: was a big. he was like was a big van- he for vanished, a while and then and
0: he then vanished first. from nineteen. He vanished for ten years.
1: <laughs> as. as as Bill Hader said when he was playing Hollywood and ta- talking to James Franco, uh, unless you want to r- end up like Richard Greco, you squinty-eyed fuck, play ball <laughs> or you're gone. see <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, him <laughs> we've got Tim. about
0: 90 seconds to go here. I've never heard anybody so call better him better a winding. squinty-eyed fuck. <laughs> we better start winding down, but this is okay, yeah, well, our continuation we- of the Let's not forget, though, that. you have homework, right? You will Very much go so. to the Tim
1: and Tom show. Everybody out there has homework. You'll go to the Tim and Tom show, fast forward to the 40th minute, and listen to that stunning piece of art about Mr. Nate Bush and uh, I will, Paul I Rubens will go and there. Played.
0: I will go there as soon and, as we get off the air.
1: And then you have to go listen to, uh, what the hell else were you going to go listen to? Uh, fuck, I, now, I can't I'm even not- remember. Oh, the
0: Voodoo Child. The Voodoo Child cover.
1: Oh yes, Voodoo Child, and then uh, and then if you want to spin, spin Bill Hader as Hollywood, that's worth the, that's worth the listen.
0: Yeah, I will have to check and that out. You're too.
1: going to send me this link, and I'm going to go and listen to this guitar player that's supposed to impress me.
0: Minus the bear. Yeah, I'll send you that too. Yeah. Uh, and uh,
1: there yeah. we there we go. Thirty seconds. Your, floor Thirty is yours. seconds.
0: So thanks everybody for listening. We'll have a new episode of. Wide Men Can't Jump, up on Wednesday, uh, hopefully with Tom and myself, and we've got a few guests lined up, so it should be a good show. Uh, we'll be talking more hoops, and then the Tim and Tom show will be back this week, I'm sure. And who knows when Tim and I will jump on here and just start shooting the shit again. Forget, who knows? Uh,
1: don't forget to look for that tit album on iTunes,
0: everyone. Yes, check it out. This is Tim and Nate. Everybody have a good day. Later. Peace!